to another at-home edition of the OK Guard Show. I'm still Staff Sergeant Brian Schroeder, and today we would like to talk to you about unemployment. But first, let me say I accidentally handed my wife a glue stick instead of chapstick the other day. She still isn't talking to me. Sorry, I received a pun of the day calendar from Leanna Machino, my co-host of the OK Guard Show, during our office gift exchange back in December. Uh, there are some of these puns that I just can't go without sharing, like this gem from April 24th. A dog gave birth to puppies on the side of the road and was fine for littering. Also, one of my favorites, hung a picture up on the wall the other day, nailed it. Moving on, today we will be focusing on the impact COVID-19 has had on the workforce, forcing employers in certain industries to either allow their employees to work from home when possible, reduce their hours, reduce their pay, or unexpectedly, in many cases, terminate their employment in order to save their business from going under, or because the business could no longer survive and it had to close its doors. If you are one of the many Oklahomans who have lost their jobs, been furloughed, or even had a reduction in hours, you could be eligible for unemployment benefits. Today, we want to provide you with some background information about unemployment benefits in Oklahoma, resources for filing an unemployment claim, and finally, we will sit down with one of our returned guests, Mike Laird, who is the director of the Oklahoma Military Department Employment Coordination Program, to discuss resources his office can provide all Oklahomans looking for work, regardless if you identify as military or civilian. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic in March, nearly 300,000 Oklahomans have filed for unemployment, which is roughly 13% of the state. The state of Oklahoma has paid more than $300 million in unemployment benefits, with many people still waiting for their benefit claims to process. In a press conference held April 28th, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt said within that previous week, approximately 116,000 unemployment claims were processed on a system designed to only process 2,500 claims in a week. That's a 4,640% increase in the number of claims the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission, or OESC, processed just that week. In the previous week, working around the clock, the OESC processed 70,000 of the 129,000 unemployment claims filed. That's a 2,800% increase in work productivity to get people unemployment benefits. Just a quick shout out to those essential frontline workers like the people at OESC who may not publicly receive the credit they deserve. Thank you for your service to our community. Could you do your job, but 2,800% more at a moment's notice? It'd be tough to do. Now let's take a look at unemployment in Oklahoma. Before we get started, let me say I am in no way associated with the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission. I am not an unemployment counselor, nor can I provide you any information about unemployment or filing for unemployment benefits other than what I have personally found researching on the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission website. So according to their website, oes.ok.gov, the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission is responsible for maintaining the unemployment insurance program, which was established through the Social Security Act of 1935 to pay temporary income for individuals who have experienced a loss of work due to no fault of their own when suitable work is not available. The money that is paid out as unemployment insurance is provided through a state tax paid by employers. How do you know if you're eligible to receive unemployment insurance? If you are unemployed through no fault of your own, you are able to work, 
you are available to work, and you have earned a minimum of $1,500 during your base period, you are eligible to receive unemployment. Whether you have been let go, or your employer has cut back or reduced the number of hours they will allow you to work, you should apply immediately for unemployment insurance benefits on the OESC website. Again, that's oes.ok.gov. Before applying for unemployment insurance on the OESC website, they recommend gathering a few bits of information to make the filing process easier for you. First, you will need a social security number, your name, including prior names, such as a married or maiden name, your mailing address, a telephone number, and an email address. If you are not a citizen, you will need an alien registration number and an expiration date. If you served in the military in the past 18 months, you will need a copy of your DD Form 214. If you were employed by the federal government in the last 18 months, you will need a Form SF-8 and SF-50. Lastly, you will need your Oklahoma driver's license or ID card number. When filing your claim, you will also need to provide the name, address, phone number, and supervisor's name of the company you worked for previously, as well as the reason why work hours have been reduced or why you are no longer working with the employer. You will also have to provide your complete employment history and salary information for the last 18 months. I just submitted my unemployment insurance claim. When will my benefits pay out and how much can I expect? According to the OESC website, it's important to remember that the start date or effective date of your unemployment insurance claim is not based on the day you were terminated or the day your hours were cut back. Your claim will start on the Sunday of the week your unemployment insurance application is submitted. The first payable week of the claim is considered to be a waiting period, but this has been waived by Governor Kevin Stitt until further notice. Before the COVID-19 outbreak, payments were made within two to three days of the weekly claim being filed after the waiting period, but since there isn't a waiting period, it should process rather quickly. Unemployment benefits are paid weekly to qualified unemployed wage earners covered under the law. The amount you qualify for is based on wages earned during your employment period. Your weekly payment can be roughly one two thirds of the highest quarter taxable wages in your employment period. What does that mean? For 2020, the maximum weekly benefit amount you can receive as an Oklahoman is $539, but you are guaranteed no less than $16 per week. Payments come in the form of an unemployment insurance benefit debit card, which can be used as a prepaid debit card, or you can set it up to direct deposit right into your bank account. In addition, as part of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act, Congress has created three new unemployment insurance programs that expand current unemployment insurance up to $600 per month through July 31st for qualifying applicants, self-employed workers, freelancers, and independent contractors. What requirements do I have while I'm receiving unemployment? Although OESC has waived the work search requirement due to COVID-19, you are still responsible for registering for work with okjobmatch.com, filing weekly claims, and keeping a log of work search efforts. Now that we have quickly navigated the thick and dense jungle of filing for unemployment insurance, let's speak with somebody about getting back into the workforce. So welcome everyone. Today we have a very special guest with us, uh, Mr. Michael Laird. Please uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do for the Oklahoma National Guard. 
So I'm Mike Laird. I'm the director of the Oklahoma Military Department Employment Coordination Program. Um, basically, I help our military members, their family members, veterans uh, find civilian jobs here in the state of Oklahoma. Okay. So what you do is not limited to uh, military members. It's their families, retirees, people like that as well? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Regardless of the service, how long ago they, they uh, uh, served or how short of a time, it doesn't really matter. If they're a veteran of any sort or if they're a family of, of, a, of a military member or veteran, we're, we're here to help them out. Okay. An outstanding resource that your office provides to our service members, their families, retirees, veterans, whoever it may be, that's out there looking for a job. Uh, we had you on uh, last year to talk about in a little bit more detail what the employment coordination program does. So if people are wanting a little bit more information, we can refer them back to that show and we'll make sure to put that in our show notes as well, a link to that episode. So we hear a lot about uh, people having to lay off uh, their employees or furlough their employees because business isn't there, they don't have enough pay, or even if it's just the, the employer is unsure exactly what the future is going to bring. With people that find themselves in that situation, um, are people are there people still hiring? Are, are employers still out there looking for people? Because all you seem to hear on the news or see on the news is that everybody's getting laid off. Nobody's uh, willing to extend that. Are there people hiring? Yes, there, there are companies still hiring. Actually, the Oklahoma Military Department, uh, which is state employees, I actually work for them. Um, they keep, keep sending me jobs that they're posting. Many retail, retailers are hiring due to the increase of demand for goods, such as grocery, stocking, and delivery. Okay. USA Jobs, which is federal stuff, is hiring for positions throughout the federal government, including positions for SBA on disaster recovery. And many of the state's hospitals are also uh, looking for various uh, positions to be filled because, you know, they're being overwhelmed with all this stuff, too. Sure. And I think that that may be one thing that's really on people's minds who may be looking for a job or even just to supplement their income because of being reduced in hours, uh, especially in the healthcare field, because you hear of hospitals even having to furlough their employees because funding just isn't there. Uh, it's good to hear that there are people that are still hiring and we'll make sure to put links to all of those employers that you listed in our show notes so that people can go directly there. Other than, than that resource, if somebody's looking for a job, where can they go? Uh, where do you recommend that they go? Well, I mean, being in the guard, the army and air guard or a family member of such, uh, the employment coordination program, which I'm director of, um, that's my whole, my whole job. I mean, didn't it, I've been doing this since 2012. So I can help with the resume assistance. I can help with their job search in Oklahoma. Uh, and help them with their interviewing uh, skills, their career advice and education advice towards the career they want to be in. Um, what, what I need to know from a job seeker is I need to know three career fields that they're willing to work in. So if you lived in Tulsa and you came to my office or you called me and you said, I'm willing to work anywhere, you know, um, and I said, well, I've got a corrections officer job down in Lawton. You're not going to want to move to Lawton for $10 an hour, you know, much less commute. Uh, so 
And if you've never wanted to be in corrections, you definitely know I'll be talking about that anyway. So tell me three career fields that you're willing to work in. But let's look at the location of where you live, because moving is really, especially in this current situation, not an option, you know. So let's look, look within 50 miles of where you live. So I need to know where you live. And then I need to know if you have a resume. And let's get a civilian resume going. Let's get a federal resume going based on the job that you're wanting to apply for, you know. So, uh, and you need to make those resumes cater to each and every job. I can explain that further to each individual job seeker. So if I have been laid off with no potential of getting my job back uh, once COVID-19 passes, it's good to know that there are resources that I can go to to, uh, to help find a job, help find employment uh, that I can start now and I don't have to wait until all of this passes. Okay, so you mentioned a few things that if people are coming to you, uh, job seekers are coming to you, you said, make sure you have an idea of what career field you wanna work in. So maybe that's something I could just jot down, make a, a list of what I definitely wanna do, what I definitely don't wanna do, right. so that you can, you can work with making that process and me finding a job a little easier. The second thing you said is where I wanna work, 50 mile radius of where I wanna work. That's a pretty big radius, but it's, again, to try and help focus exactly where and what type of work I wanna do. And finally, you said a resume. So should I come with just a blank sheet of paper ready to take notes? Should I come with a resume that's maybe 50-50 complete? Uh, what do you recommend uh, as far as the resume goes? You know, we're not taught how to do resumes. You know, I, I really didn't even uh, pretty much know how to do resumes so much myself uh, until I was in my 30s, you know. But I think it's a skill set that uh, high schoolers should be taught that in personal finance it should be taught in high school yes um, I agree. anyway we we are not taught how to do resumes and to cater them to them and so people will jot down you know i did i worked at pizza hut as a waiter you know for a couple of years and then i did this and i did that you know and then you go in you hand it into a, a company and you're trying to get a professional job and they're looking at it going well you've been a waiter you're not qualified but in reality, you've actually been to school and you are qualified. They just don't know it because you didn't know how to fill in that resume properly, you know. So um, that's where we come in and, um, and uh, we help you get that resume catered to that job. Uh, so you do get the, you build the resume to the job and then you can get into the interview much easier. <clears throat> okay, so when when I'm coming to you to, to get a little bit of help with finding a job, it's okay if I am not completely put together. I mean, hopefully I, I am completely put together, but as far as having my resume, uh, knowing exactly what it is I want to do, knowing exactly where it is I want to work, it's okay to have a little bit of wiggle room in that area because you can, you and in, in your office can help improve and guarantee or not guarantee, but maybe really boost my chances in being able to get a job in a career that I want in a location that I want to. Right. So you have zero skill set and walk into my office and I'm here to help you get to where you need to be on the skill set to get to get to the interview. That's my whole purpose. Get you to the interview and you take it from there. If you come in with half an idea and a halfway decent resume, well, we're going to improve that. But if you come in with zero idea, 
you know, and I have that all the time, what to do, how to do it. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you get the career field that you need to be in or you want to be in on the civilian side. Um, having said that, I also promote internal Title 32 jobs, Army and Air Guard. Okay. Title 5, which is civilian federal jobs, Army and Air Guard. I promote OMD state jobs, Oklahoma Military Department state jobs, uh, Oklahoma Department of Veterans Affairs jobs. I promote them, and I pro promote Tinker Air Force Base jobs. I worked with those H HR people and helped uh, put together uh, the uh, the pro uh, instructions on the process of how to fill in their resumes and who to talk to once they've done that and how to apply for their jobs and actually where to go apply for those jobs as well. Okay. Really great benefit that, that your office provides. Uh, almost that, that helping hand reaching out to pull up people that are really needing it. That's, that's a great resource to have in your back pocket. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. And I don't think enough people take advantage of it, honestly. Right. I agree. So let's say COVID has brought my career to a halt in, mm, I don't know, let's just say real estate. Okay. And I'm looking to make a career change. I'm seeing all these people on TV, all these first responders that are going out and helping people, all the people that are in the hospital, I feel bad. Maybe I want to make a career change and work in the medical field. Maybe I want to make a career change and I want to work in retail to help out all of these people that are providing us food, the basic resource, right? I want to work in a grocery store and that, that requires me to have a forklift license or working in the medical field. You have to have certain licenses to be able to do certain uh, interventions and things like that with patients. Does your office help with those types of testing or, or getting you to where you need to be to be able to get that forklift driver's test or that phlebotomy certificate? So the answer to that is no, my office does not help you with that. However, if you walk in and you say, you know, I want to have a certain type of job in the warehousing, I need to have a forklift license. I can help you find where to get that information. That's where I'm giving education advice to get to the career field that you want. Now, if you work for a company that provides forklift training as part of their onboard training to bring you in, then uh, that covers that part of it. The biggest thing is like uh, CDL drivers. CDL drivers, there are very few companies that will work to get you the license because they want people today that can get in the seat and get on the truck and go, right? So, um, but if you want to be a CDL driver, which is a darn good job and it pays really well, uh, there are uh, various training groups out there, even veteran-led ones. We got one down in Fort Sill, uh, Lawton area, and it's Troops to Transport. And they do uh, CDL training, including hazmat, six weeks, you're done. It's, it's a set deal. It's, it's run by veterans, for veterans, and uh, they get them their CDL driver's license, and then you can go apply for any company after that, and they can also help you. They can help you find a job with a company as well. That's outstanding. That's, that's really great. So um, your office doesn't necessarily provide the testing, but you can put people in contact with right. whatever testing it is that they're, that they're needing. 
Yeah. And I, and, and the whole way I work is I work off what the job seeker desires to do most as far as a career field, you know, and then I, I, I let that be the driving force to help them get to where they want to be. So for instance, I had a young lady, 19, 20 years old come in and she's like, I don't know what I want to do. I'll do anything. I need, I need money. And so I asked her what she wanted to do if she had all the experience, all the, the education, you know, if she had her dream job, what it would it be? And she says, I want to be a doctor. And I said, well, what have you done to do anything towards becoming a doctor? Have you been to any schools? Have you talked to any school counselors or anything like that? Um, have you applied for a job? Just being an admin person at a hospital or a dentist office or something like that. And she said she hadn't. I said, well, that's what you want to start doing. You want to start talking to the schools who teach nursing, who teach doctors, uh, stuff like that, um, and find out what you need to get education-wise, get the, get the uh, academic goals that you want to get so you can become a doctor, right? You need to look at the different type of schools as well, um, because some schools are better than others, but that's, you know, that's your choice and whatever you can afford. Um, but if you get a job like at a dentist's office, just working admin, you're then surrounding yourself by with doctors who actually know and have done what you want to do, you know, and so they can advise you day in and day out. And, you know, they, they've been there. They know what it takes to get to where you want to go. So they're flexible about making sure that you get the education time off to go get your education, you know, and with your attitude of this is what I want to do, they're going to be more likely to support you getting you where you want to be. That makes sense? A hundred percent. All right. No, that's, that's really good. So does your office do any type of, if I go into your office and let's say, I have no idea what I want to do. I just know I'm done with the banking industry. I don't want to have anything to do with counting anything ever again in my life. Can you help me figure out what it is I want to do? Do you offer any type of placement testing saying this is a best career field based on your your personal interests or anything like that? I don't do it. However, uh, you could go to okcareerguide.org, which is a state uh, website by Career Tech uh, under Oklahoma Works, and you can do an online assessment for free. And that will tell you uh, the occupations that they feel based on your testing, what you, uh, you would be good for. Um, and then it would uh, go to the skills and the tools required. And this is for, for veterans right here. So that is an excellent deal. Now, is that something you would recommend people do before they come to see you or would no, that help kind of shape? Not, they're most likely not going to know about it. I'm sorry I interrupted you. you want to no, no, that's fine. I was just going to say, would that help to shape their resume or give them an idea of what they would want to be doing, where they would want to be doing that before they come to, to see you? No, um, I would say that most likely they have no idea if they don't know, really know what they want to do and all this other stuff, uh, that this website even exists or these tools that we have uh, access to exists, you know, so okay. come on in and, and I can just help, help them out. Mike Laird, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your employment knowledge.
Okay. I appreciate you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for one more episode of the OK Guard Show. We appreciate you keeping us going. Make sure to like us on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you follow us on YouTube so you can get the latest updates when we post new episodes. You can also follow us on Podbean or wherever else you get your podcasts. We will be there for your listening pleasure. Don't forget to check back with us next week where we will be bringing a few of our former guests on the show to talk about what it means to reopen the state, how we should prepare ourselves and our families on going back to work, and what our near future looks like venturing back into the public. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. The OK Guard Show is produced by the Oklahoma National Guard Public Affairs Office. Any mention of products or brands does not imply endorsement. All guests on the show are volunteers in an effort to inform and educate members of the Oklahoma National Guard, their families, retirees, potential recruits, and the community.